the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to True North. My name is Dirk Hobbs. I'm your host this Saturday morning. Hope you're enjoying your outdoor walk or bike or walk with your dog, whatever you're doing this morning. Uh, also, hey, uh, got a big election coming up. So are you reading uh, the news and what's going on? So we're down to two, Yemi Mobilade and Wayne Williams. I'm sure you've heard that, but the ballots probably dropped last week. Check your mailbox. Uh, make sure you read the ballot up and down. And then uh, listen carefully. There's a bunch of debates going on through town, one of which uh, I am pleased to moderate uh, April 27th over at the Road Church. Very excited to uh, be on stage with these two gentlemen and unpack where they intend to take Colorado Springs over the next uh, four years. So two different, very personalities, two different men, two different philosophies. Um, How do you want to get there is really what it comes down to and what do they stand for? So. Great opportunities throughout town to listen uh, to the the base of what these two individuals are bringing to the table, uh, not just from a, from a charismatic standpoint, but uh, also from a standpoint of, um, you know, what, what are they actually going to do once they sit in the mayor's chair? So it's a big deal. And I hope you're paying attention. Uh, a little bit of a low turnout on Election Day this past uh, April, but hopefully this and maybe maybe a bunch of folks just kind of pre-concluded that uh, it was going to be a runoff and they might sit out the general election. But you can't do that. You got to step up, uh, you know, take a look at your 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 ballot. It's it's right in your mailbox and it's a mail in election. So do your thing. Uh, study, study hard. Do your homework, all that good stuff. So anyway, on with the show. And uh, last week we had a great conversation with Christina Wells. She came in here and kind of gave us some pointers on how to talk to the younger generation workforce and how the younger generation workforce needs to step up a little bit and get engaged. And uh, it was a great conversation. We got a lot of feedback on that show in particular. And uh, she, she's a great personality. She's an amazing artist too. So if you haven't heard her stuff, it's CC and the silhouettes. It's on Apple play too. Uh, you can buy it on, on, uh, Apple iTunes. So check it out. Uh, she's the, um, uh, one of two daughters, uh, Linda Weiss and her husband have in town here. Of course, Linda runs the conservatory and then, uh, she's, um, shepherding the city auditorium through its 100th birthday this year. Uh, so lots going on downtown with the City Auditorium. Check it out as well. And uh, just Google City Auditorium Colorado Springs, and you're going to find yourself in the thick of a presentation of all kinds of different events and art exhibits and music festivals. It's just terrific what they're doing down there. So we're trying to raise a bunch of awareness and attention toward that effort to revitalize that very important part of our community. It really is one of the centers 
uh, centerpieces of our community. So in this studio today, we have another uh, great leader in town of one of the great uh, organizations in our community that you may not have heard about. And we're going to remedy that today. We're going to sit here and talk to Megan Leatham, who is the CEO of the Colorado Springs Sports Corporation. Now, that's it's a long name. It is a long name. It is a long name. <laughs> so we've affectionately boiled it down, not just us, but the whole community and even you guys to the Sports Corp. You got it. Okay. Well, welcome, Megan. Dirk, thank you so much for having me here today. I am honored and really excited to talk to you and fill the community in about the Colorado Springs Sports Corporation or mm-hmm. the Sports Corp. Yep. And just thank thanks True North for having me. Absolutely. Glad you're here. So we uh, and this is part of what we do here at True North is we just kind of showcase, shine a light on some of these organizations and the people within them that are doing amazing things. So we attend these big events around town and you're like, who's behind this? You know? And you guys in particular, you know, one one of the jewels in our economic sectors for Colorado Springs is the amateur sports and amateur athletics realm. And, you know, you th- you consider that with the USOC being here, all the, uh, you know, national governing bodies, countless amateur athletic events. Of course, we'll get into a lot of the ones that you touch in particular, but you are um uh, you you worked you have worked with this organization from the peripheral initially uh, was with the a hill climb you got it okay yep. so let's before we go there before we get into kind of the details of the sports group let's get to know you a little bit okay because you, you're the CEO of this organization and you make it you you're, you're driving it so sure tell well, us about you. No problem. Um, well, first off, I think I might have the best job in the world, which you guys will understand a little bit later as I go through all the things that we do. But um, I am a native to Colorado Springs, a proud native to Colorado Springs. Right Been on. here my entire life. Um, I went to Air Academy High School, played a lot of different sports in high school and ended up going to a, a small school called Whitman College, which is in Walla Walla, Washington. Uh, the town's so nice, they named it twice, I guess, is the joke. Um, I was nice. fortunate enough to play basketball out there. It was Division Three. I was good, just not that good. So it was a perfect fit for me. No, the feeling. Um, and absolutely loved my college experience. And I, am, I think a lot of who I am is because of my athletic background and the lessons that I learned from sports. Um, oftentimes, you know, not what happens inside the lines, but all the lessons you learn about winning and losing and being a teammate and all of that, I think really helped propel me to who I am today. So, um, huge, huge sports passion, huge Colorado Springs passion. I, I came back here after college and, um, I ran the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb for about 10 years. So that is the car race up Pikes Peak. Um, it, really exciting for me. I think I fell into the position at the right time. I, I sort of got to grow with the event. Um, when I started, it was just me and our operating budget was about 500000 And then um, when I left, our operating budget was $1.5 million and a staff of five. So um, it was just a fantastic opportunity for me to learn the ins and outs of just putting on such a major event and an international event. So very fortunate to have that. And then um, I took over the role with the Sports Corporation uh, about a year and a half now. So already uh, a year and a half. It's been a year and a half, which wow. is crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. So the the hill climb. Let's go back to that real quick. There's, I mean, obviously a hundred year race. This is a hundred and first running this year. You got it. And 
I mean, this this race was not always in the best economic shape. I mean, you're credited with kind of pulling it out of the fire. Well, there were a lot of people involved that really helped um, sustain the history and legacy of that event. Like, like I said, I just sort of fell into it in, in the right time. Honestly, the Sports Corp was already kind of helping lift it up behind the scenes before mm-hmm. I got there. Um, but I, that was the focus, right, is um, making sure it was financially stable. So mm-hmm. um, it is in a good spot right now. And the race has really grown, um, and which is incredible. I think the biggest challenge that will continue to be um, new leadership there is working on some pretty incredible things, though. So I'm excited to, to see what she can do. But um, is it's the, the most beautiful race that not a lot of people get to see um <laughs> live true. streaming yeah. pikes peak is is the is the biz, biggest challenge and yeah. it's a venue we don't own and if you go and climb a 14er and you know you're talking to your spouse you might say like hey i'm gonna be climbing but i, I might not have service so i don't Correct. know right and so imagine that on pikes peak it's the same it's the same challenges <laughs> so even with new technology that continues to be a struggle but it's a it's an amazing race um i was really proud to have the opportunity to uh shepherd it for about 10 years well it, it shows a lot because you're a very young executive you're probably the youngest uh, ceo in sports corp history um so what prepared you for this? I mean, was it purely academics and sport or? No, honestly, I think mentorship. Um, I had a great mentor. His name was Tom Osborne. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, but he was the previous CEO of the Sports Corp and he was the chair- chairman of the Hill Climb Board. So um, I learned so much from him over 10 years. I saw that man just about every day for 10 years. <laughs> um, and he was one of the good ones. So I smile when I think about was. him because he basically put the Sports Corp on a silver platter for for me to take over. So honored to be walking in his shoes and um, just trying not to mess things up for him, you know, Well, I'd say you're far from that. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely headed in the right direction. But again, what what really prepared you for the role coming out of Walla Walla? <laughs> um, I mean, was that your first job, the hill climb right after um, that? I did. A, I had a fellowship actually with the United States Golf Association. OK, um, right out of college. It was a two year fellowship. It was. It was really it was paired very similar to the El Pomar Fellowship for those that are interested or those are, that are familiar with that. Um, it was here in Colorado Springs, but basically it was uh, junior golf giving throughout the United States. So we were given a region of the U.S. We'd go travel. We'd look at junior golf programs that applied for funding from mm-hmm. the USGA, and then we'd make recommendations to the board. So it was grant making in theory. Um so that was huge and just kind of learning the nonprofit sector and mm-hmm. understanding grant making and that side of it, which is a lot of what we still do today as the Sports Corp is a nonprofit. Um, so that background helped. I chipped away at my master's degree as well when I was working, um, and that's in um, uh, master's in public administ- administration. Um, and then I also was able um I, w- I coached basketball locally in town okay. for four years at Rampart High School. So right done a lot of different things. But honestly, the hill climb kind of propelled me into um, and gave me the real life education on how to run the sports corporation. Right and on. so um, I look at everything as just this giant puzzle piece and getting yep. a chance to to put all the pieces together throughout the community. Well, thanks for the background. I appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners do because we're still getting to know the uh, sports corporation. And 
Uh, we're going to, you know, you've, you've got a ton of events all throughout the summer and into the fall. And now you're starting to really wrap your hands around the entire year, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, so, we don't stop. <laughs> you don't stop. Uh, and you, you are a small but mighty staff. Uh, but we're going to we're going to showcase what they do over the course of the next uh, three quarters here with True North. I'm sitting with Megan Leatham, who's running the show over there. And it is quite a show. If you attend the Balloon Festival at Memorial Park, uh, if you've attended the air shows, if you attended the state games or the state games of America, uh, this is a sports court property. And we're going to get to know when, where, how and how you can get involved throughout the year here at the Sports Corporation. I'm back with Megan Leatham in just a minute. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back here with Megan Leatham, CEO of Colorado Springs Sports Corporation, uh, affably called the Sports Corp. If you're a local, you say, it's the Sports Corp. It's not all that other language. Anyway, powerful organization nestled up in the uh, Broadmoor area. And uh, they're in, you're in the Copper Building, right? We are, Is that what yes. It's, called? Yep, yeah. the, it's behind, um, thanks to our friends at El Pomar Foundation, it's the Penrose House, and it's a little kind of cottage, if mm-hmm. you will, behind the Penrose yeah, it's, so, a, it's a very cool It's office. a beautiful place to work. Yes. I also do have a small putting green and a little mini basketball hoop in my office <laughs> and potentially a beer fridge, but no one knows that. Nobody knows that. that. Nobody's, no, no. no. So, uh, but, you know, if you're in athletics and you go for a, for a run and you come home and there's this ice cold Michelob. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have you that. You got to have that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we run. That's why we run. That's why we run. (laughs) To reward ourselves. Anyway, um, Megan, thanks for being here. And I appreciate you because uh, you bring a lot of energy and vitality to this role. Uh, The Sports Corp is really central. They've been at the anchor of several key communications in this town, one of which was to help the United States Olympic Committee find a permanent home out of of New York. And so – Tell me, tell me a little bit of the history there. Yeah. Let's orient the folks of the sure. gravitas of the sure. Sports Corp. Yeah, great. Um, I will just jump in. Honestly, we have about three pillars to who we are and what we do. And what's exciting is I don't know of a single organization in the nation that is structured like we are. And it's phenomenal because we get to do so many cool things. But you are correct. Um, in the late 70s, the Sports Corp was originally founded to help relocate the USOC, which is now the USOPC from New York to Colorado Springs. Um, so with that, that is still part of our mission and our bloodline is to support the USOPC, keeping them in Colorado Springs, but mm-hmm. also working with them and supporting them in any way possible. And that includes the national governing bodies. So um, for people that don't know the national governing bodies, there's 25 of the 52 that are in Colorado Springs. So Think USA Wrestling, USA Cycling, smaller Mm -hmm. ones like USA Pentathlon. Mm -hmm. So we work really closely with all of those national governing bodies in a support role as well to just, you know, how can we help them? What what can we do for them? So 
supporting that mission is still our number one focus. But what's interesting about it is that's great in theory, but it doesn't really pay the bills. Right. Okay. So so you have to generate revenue. So so what do we do? We became an, a sport event management company. And so that is um, tier number two. And then I'll get into tier number three. So we put on eight to 10 major events in Colorado Springs throughout the year. Um, we just finished up. Our first event was in February. It was the Winter Polo Classic. And it was a first time event about horse polo. So who knew? We it had, was a smash success. It was so fun, Dirk. Yes. It was so fun. Can't <laughs> wait. We're going to bring that back every year. Nice. Um, and I'll dive in. We'll go, we'll go through our whole calendar of events here in a little bit. But basically, we put on the Colorado Springs Labor Day Liftoff, which is the balloon festival. And we do that in conjunction with some partners. And I'll, I'll speak more to that as well. Um, so some of the events that that we put on are solely ours. And then some of them are partner events. Mm -hmm. So we can go through that more thoroughly. Um, And honestly, the slate of events changes throughout the years. Um, Anytime there's an Olympic year, we, we work with the museum, uh, the Olympic museum and the USOPC to put on a a community celebration. Um, So that's every other year, obviously depending on the Olympics. So that's how you make money. That's pillar number two. Pillar number three. Ready for pillar number three? We serve more as a traditional sports commission. And what I mean by that is a lot of cities have sports commissions um, typically funded by government money, but they are there to help bring outside events into their city. Got it. So the sports corp and this is this is probably more. Um, over just the last few years, but we are working really closely with city administration and the mayor's office to help bring outside events into Colorado Springs through a sport lens. So what isn't here that could be here? And I'll give a great example of it, but it was like my second day on the job and I got a call about the world jump rope championship. Mm-hmm. And I laughed, Dirk, because I was well, like, it's hard not to smile. I, yeah. I was like, is someone playing, is someone playing a joke on me? You know, I had to be on my toes. <laughs> is this a thing? Is this a thing? But yeah. the more I learned about it, I was like, this is an incredible opportunity. Indeed it is. For Colorado Springs and Olympic City, USA. We have a chance to bid on the World Jump Rope Championships, and it would bring in 3,000 people from all over the world, including 30 different countries, and it would be over 10 days. So if you think about the economic impact of that, um, then, you know, A, we're showcasing this beautiful town to people all over the world. They're staying in our hotels. They're eating at our local restaurants. Um, and it's the heads and beds. And so we went after this event hard and it honestly took, um, it took a village. And that's what's so cool about this community is everyone is super supportive and understands the importance of trying to bring these new events into town. And so luckily we, um, won the bid for that. And it's another cool thing. It's going to be at Ed Robeson Arena, okay. which is the, the new CC hockey, hockey arena. And yep. we're going to cover the ice. Um, and it is coming up and you guys will know when they're here because there will be jump rope people everywhere where <laughs> you can't get a hotel room right now during this week. Uh, it's July 16th through 23rd and it's going to be so exciting. And another note, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. a little obsessed with the jump rope. <laughs> They've done some demos and it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I have, it is like gymnastics meets jump rope on steroids. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable. They're so athletic and yeah. it's going to be great. So, and how um, old are the participants generally? They're usually like high school levels, the okay. best way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it should be a really exciting event, but that's an example of just one. Okay. So um, we have our hands in typically another 40 events throughout the year wow. that 
aren't necessarily ours, right? They're not helping our bottom line. They're, but we're helping support them in any way, shape, or form. And that's the the sports commission side. Mm-hmm. So we have the you know the Olympic, um, the Olympic passion, and that's tier one. Tier two is putting on our own events for this community and then tier three is bringing outside events into the community. So when you say sports commission, it's like a film commission. I mean, you have to kind of go through the sports corp in order to get a sanctioned event. Yeah. And more of like, we're, so let's say there's a bid. A lot of these big organizations put out like an RFP where someone needs to say that the city of Colorado Springs wants this event and here's what the city will do to help bring it here. Whether it's financial contributions, in-kind contributions, or just saying, Hey, I mean, this was what was great about Ed Robeson Arena for Jump Rope. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their facility costs way down because they knew the importance of this event for our community. Yeah, that's a so, lot of people. So it's, it, it's shepherding that, right? So mm-hmm. it's working with the different facilities and Visit COS and the Chamber's office and hotel partners to say, we want this in Colorado Springs. So we're like the central hub mm-hmm. that bids on different events and kind of works with um, different groups. So, for example, right now I'm working on a bid for... 2026 NCAA Division Two Championships. Um, it would be a, a festival. Wow. So we've hosted the Division Two Men's and Women's Soccer Championships here two years ago. That was at Widener Field. Um, every year, every four years, they rotate and they actually do a festival. So we're working with RMAC on a bid that would have. I think it's um, it's volleyball, men's and women's cross country, men's and women's soccer, and field hockey. But how cool would it be for six Division Two championships to be in our city over one weekend. Yeah. It's that kind of thing that we're yep. constantly doing behind well, and the that's scenes. That's what fuels our economy. It part, does. Right? It does. Like you said, heads and beds and we got people dining at our restaurants, flying exactly. into our airport. Yes, exactly. Right. And exactly. It's all good. I mean, all boats rise in a high tide there. So yeah, there might be a little traffic here and there, but it's, it's barely yeah, you know, exactly. negligible, right? Exactly. So um, love, love the passion and Tell us, tell us where the next step is for Sports Corp. As far as when you when you're looking down right at the map uh, from January, I mean, you start off with the water polo or the excuse me, the horse, the horse polo, polo yes. event, not water polo. Um, but you want to hear something interesting? The horse polo people don't like it if you call it horse polo. Oh, so you call it? It's either water polo or it's polo. polo. Yes, I learned this. I learned so much about horses and. Polo. There's protocol there in sports, is. folks. <laughs> hey, I learned so much. And the quarters are called chuckers. Chuckers. Yeah. Yes. So much. Anyway, keep going. No, completely. I digress. You keep going. No, I love it. Um, we're sitting here with Megan Leatham. She's running the Colorado Springs Sports Corp, uh, affectionately called the Sports Corp locally here in town. As you can tell, there's a very strong economic development message here, uh, as well as uh, participation in just amateur sports. And what better place than Colorado Springs to host really be the epicenter of amateur sports? It's I feel so lucky that we get to do what we do in Olympic City, USA. Right. As we said, with the USOPC being here, all the national governing bodies being here, the great work that Mayor Southers has done over the last eight years and his wife, Janet, and Doug Price with Visit COS making this Olympic City, USA. And Mm -hmm. it feels that way. And so getting a chance to it's a huge selling point to help bringing in these outside events, let alone the Olympic Museum as well. Um, but it's deeper than that, right? It's the youth sports. It's, it's things that are ap- happening in the grassroots for our community and the people that, that live in Olympic City, USA. So does elevation ever play a part in when, when people are 
picking and choosing it sites. does yeah. it's 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 up it's up for discussion okay. um you know some people have the philosophy of it doesn't matter but we've lost we'll, we'll lose events here and there because uh, because of the elevation mm-hmm. um swimming events in particular i know have have been a thing um and we'll talk about it a little bit later too but we have come a long way in the facilities that are in colorado springs but we are still missing a really big indoor sport complex um we don't have that here so i can't really go after um you know big basketball tournaments because there isn't a place where there's 12 gyms in one place so we can talk about that a little bit more uh coming up a bit later maybe that's our job megan is to do a city for champions 2.0 working on it hey all right we're sitting here with megan latham ceo of colorado Springs sports corp hey before we go we do this with all our guests what's your jam song when you're sitting in your car goobing out and you're needing a little. <laughs> come oh, on, that is that is game. tough. I I think I told you this, but I tech, I typically listen to slow sad songs. But let's go with uh, "Take It All Back" by Judah and the Lion. And there you have it, folks. The news and events that matter to you. AM fourteen sixty and FM one hundred one point one. The answer. We're back with True North and Megan Leatham over at the Colorado Springs Sports Corporation. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Thank you, Ramos Law, for helping us meet these amazing people. Thank you, AM 1460 and 101.1. The answer, that is what you are listening to here with Dirk Hobbs, your host of True North. It is Saturday morning, and glad you're here. Glad you're listening to us. You're probably out doing your fitness walk with your dog, your bike, whatever you're doing, but you're with the right person because she knows all about amateur sports here in Colorado Springs and setting us up for success from an economic development standpoint in the amateur sports genre. I mean, if I mean that is an entire sector of our world here in Southern Colorado. And it's something we are taking advantage of. We have the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee here. We now have the museum, uh, the Robeson Arena. We've got, you know, several biking events and, you know, motorsports events, uh, the hill climb. So this is just the tip of the iceberg, though, because the Sports Corp, to speak to your second pillar. This pillar is number two. Yes, pillar number sorry. two. This is how you guys sustain yourself. So you're not just uh, passionate about the Olympic movement and all the NGBs and, of course, all the assets that the Olympic, um, uh, the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee hold. Uh, but you've got to sustain yourself because that's not really a job in and of itself. It is, but it is. It's not a great paying job. So you've got to get a sustainability plan in place. And that's where you guys start running events. Exactly. And that that's a lot of the reason, Dirk. But also, too, we are extremely passionate about putting on world class events for the people that live in this community. So um, our technical mission is to inspire and advance Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA and the Pikes Peak region through sport and community events. And what I want to hit on there is the community events piece, because Yes, we um, love to bring outside events into the city because it helps with the economic vitality. Um, but what about the people living here? And that is also who we are and what we do, because we want the residents of Colorado Springs to we want to put on world class events for them so they can go 
to Labor Day liftoff and, and see this free, amazing balloon festival, or they can participate in Rocky Mountain State Games and a chance to compete in bowling that they haven't had a chance to do. So mm-hmm. that is, and you'll also see as we go through our calendar of events is a few of them are a little on the tier of sport. Um, we put on an air show every other year. Obviously we put on, we'll go into this, the 4th of July celebration for the city and a, a hot air balloon festival. So again, those things do align with our mission because it's a community event. Um, but then also sports are our bloodline. That's so your bloodline. It's, we get to do both. <laughs> we get to do both. Well, let's let's take a moment for the for the listeners to really get a hold of your calendar. First of all, let's drive them to your website, which Yes, you got it. Our website is you can visit us at Colorado Sports. Wait, you know Colorado what? Springs Sports dot yeah, org. There you go. Yep. I should you, you know I should I should know that, Derek. I should know that. <laughs> hey, that's um, all right. You got a lot going Colorado on. Colorado is where you can find us and we actually just revamped our website. So there you go. Go right. check it out. It looks pretty good. So while while they're riding their bikes and, and trying to get fit this morning and stay fit, uh, let's walk them down. So the, the polo event, no horse. You got it. <laughs> no no horse. Just yes. <laughs> That's already happened. That was February 25th. You got it. So yep. um, as right out of Christmas, folks, as we're coming out of the new year, be on the lookout next year for the polo classic. All right, let's start walking them down the calendar, July 4th. Great. And so what we'll do here is we will just talk about events that the Sports Corp owns and operates or we do in conjunction with a partner. Um, Because we are a sport event management company, oftentimes uh, the Sports Corp does serve as um, independent contractors for other groups in town that are putting on their own event. So oftentimes we're involved in other events. You'll see us at other events in a support role or a contract role. Um, but we're just going to talk about the bread and butter of the events that, that we put on out of our office. Do it. Great. So, um, in, uh, in many of these, as, as I'll explain our, our partner events. So mm-hmm. as Dirk said, I say this everywhere I go, but all boats do rise in high tide. And so we are true believers in collaboration partnerships throughout the entire city. And we couldn't do some of these events without our partners. So the first one, honestly, is kind of a three way partnership. Um, we put on the 4th of July celebration for the city of Colorado Springs in conjunction with the city of Colorado Springs and the Philharmonic. Um, this event has really changed since COVID, honestly, Dirk. So for those of you that remember a long time ago, uh, there was always a symphony and fireworks at Memorial Park on the 4th of July. Well, obviously with COVID, we couldn't gather. And so that went away and the brilliant idea came up of, well, let's just do some, there's already some groups in town doing fireworks and then we could put on a few more shows and let's do kind of 4th of July on your porch. So an opportunity to pop outside and you should be able to watch fireworks from 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 your back porch. Pretty, so pretty much anywhere, pretty much yeah. anywhere. So mm-hmm. um, that actually that model has been has been extremely well taken from the residents of Colorado Springs. Cool. So that's continued. And then the partnership with the symphony is still going strong and they put on a free concert that same evening. Um, so this upcoming year, there'll be a free concert down at the Pikes Peak Center from the Philharmonic. And then uh, the 4th of July celebration, we have 10 slated sites for fireworks that will take place all over Colorado Springs. Um, we also do some fun Kona ice um, we have some Kona ice trucks going to also 10 different neighborhoods and they give out free ice cream to the kiddos oh, there you go. and some other fun surprises. Right on. 
Moving on to July 21st through the 23rd. Absolutely. Rocky Mountain State Games. I kind of think of this as like a giant field day. But inside and outside. So mm-hmm. it is an opportunity for anyone, not just kids, but to get out and, and compete. Um, it's about 30 sports. We typically get about 10,000 athletes. Um, and it is anything from traditional, you know, basketball to uh, weightlifting um, to drone soccer. We're really excited this year. We are partnering with the YMCA and we're putting on a 5K down at Memorial Park. Mm-hmm. Um, cricket. I mean, you name it. You name a sport. And it's in Rocky Mountain State Games. And if it's not, call me and we'll figure out a way to to get that added. So um, that is the kind of our our bloodline. Um, That is very much kind of the it's our staple event. Um, And it's just so fun. We for that event, we really utilize every partner in town because we basically need just about every facility to, exactly. to help put it I was on. Yeah. Say, yep. it, yep. It's like putting on a mini Olympics. It is. Yeah. It is. It's just like that. Exactly. And it kind of feels like that if you're a participant, folks, because I, I was a uh, tennis commissioner many, many years ago. The first one. Uh, the, the first, first one. Let's, <laughs> first one. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got to tell you, the people were highly competitive. These, these were the scratch players, uh, you know, the the open draw players, as well as 4.0, 3.0, all the way through. So, and you can earn medals. You can every, That's yeah, cool. absolutely. <laughs> and then another cool thing is with that, um, if you get first, second, or third in the sport, you get a chance to go compete in what's called the State Games of America. So there's state games going on all over the country. I think 44 of the states have them. And every other year, they have all the winners of all the events get together in a single city for it is like an Olympics festival. What's super cool, Dirk? I hope we get it. Um, working to try to get that in Colorado Springs in 2028. Okay. I know that seems down the road, but it'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> how cool would it be? Because the dates align very well with what is happening out in LA at that exact uh, same time. So, what yes. if Colorado <laughs> Springs had our the State Games of America at the exact same time that the LA Olympics are going on? Would so, that be perfect? Well, let's keep them moving here. August 12th. Yep, cycle to the Summit is a bike race up Pikes Peak. Uh, the people that do this are crazy. Not as crazy as the people that drive up there at <laughs> speeds, but it's an incredible event. Um, really challenging to the uh, to the athlete, but it's it's fantastic. And then moving on to September 2nd through the 4th. Yeah. And this all, is a marquee event. This is a marquee event. And I'll hit on this a little bit more. Thorougher, thorougher. Uh, I'll, <laughs> that'll, I'll do. Hit on, that'll do. We, we knew where I was going. Let's table this one uh, just and we'll finish just getting through the, the rest of the calendar because, man, this year we've got some really cool things coming up and I want to make sure I, I dive into well, it let's, all. Let's come back to that one yep. the next quarter. So then we have the Pikes Peak Apex. This is a new event for us that we just acquired. It is a three stage mountain bike race that takes place in September, September 8th through the 10th. I think the the messaging on this one that I really want to get the word out and this you don't have to be a world champion elite mountain biker okay. to participate in this. And in fact, um, especially the first stage that's at Palmer Park, um, you don't have to sign up for all three stages either. So we have so many people passionate about my- mountain biking in this community. And I think they're a little bit intimidated by this race, but I encourage you to really do a deep dive into it. And we're trying to kind of show our messaging, um, but you can just sign up for one stage and and. It's it's phenomenal. It's going to be a great event. And you got lots of support, first responders, everybody's uh, out there. It's it's first class. It's a well-organized well, yeah, exactly. machine. You got it. And then wrapping up uh, the fall season, you've got the Colorado Springs Sports Hall of Fame. This is a big deal. This is. And you know what's so cool? This is all about the... Um, 
it's just, it's about the the those who have excelled in sport in Colorado Springs and preserving their legacy. This one is is all about the inductees. Honestly, um, it's a very special night for a lot of well deserved well deserved um, athletes. So we have a committee that we sort of shepherd, and then they they select the Hall of Fame class, and then our our organization kind of puts the event on, but. This one isn't about us. This one's about the inductees. It's about the inductees. Well, that's a full schedule. And if you're not excited by now, I'm not sure what's going to wake you up, Southern Colorado. These these are amazing events. They bring the community together. It's around sport, activity, enjoying our amazing lifestyle here in Southern Colorado. I, I love summer. Is summer your favorite season here? Uh, I have to work a lot in the yeah, summer, but yeah, yeah I, do. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice just to go outside it and is. enjoy being here. So July 4th, Star Spangled Symphony and 4th of July fireworks, July 21st through the 23rd, the Rocky Mountain State Games, August 12th, Broadmoor Cycle to the Summit, and then September 2nd through the 4th, Colorado Springs Labor Liftoff, and then September 8th. Through the 10th, the Pikes Peak Apex. Again, check these out. Get the details. Don't be intimidated by the events themselves. Not every event is a world-class competition. Sometimes it's just getting us amateur athletes out there, getting involved, having a good time. And then finally wrapping up their uh, fall season, October 24th, Colorado Springs uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It's down at the Broadmoor World Arena. That is a big-time event. The website, coloradospringsportscorp.org. We're back in a minute with Megan Lethem. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. And we are back here in the fourth quarter with Megan Leatham, Chief Executive Officer at the Colorado Springs Sports Corp., a.k.a. the Sports Corp., uh, if you're going to talk the lingo, folks, get to know it. Uh, the Sports Corp. And it's coloradospringsports.org. There's a lot going on on their website. So this State Games of America in particular, I want to draw our, our audience to because this is 30-plus sports across Colorado Springs. It's like a mini Olympic event. You can go out there and compete at any level, Absolutely. any level. Uh, they've And it is really well-oiled machine. I mean, you've got first responders on all these sites. You've got communications. You've got billboards. You've got a lot of promotions around this. And it's just – it's an Olympic-type festival, you know. It just feels like you're in the thick of something really extraordinary. And like you said – we're working on trying to get that State Games of America yeah. here in 2028 to coincide with the Olympic Games in L.A. So check out the calendar from top to bottom. But we left off last quarter where we were talking about the Labor Day liftoff. Now, if you've ever been to the Albuquerque Balloon Festival or Fiesta in Albuquerque, it's it's the largest in the world. And it is absolutely spectacular. The second largest, believe it or not, is right here in Colorado Springs. And it's uh, largely, A, we have the altitude, so they're they're getting kind of prepped for that, right? Yep, yep. But uh, it's really become its own event in its own right. 
Absolutely. It is so fun. I've never seen so many happy people at six in the morning. Derek. It's wild. Um, and I will talk a little bit about this. It's September 2nd through the 4th. I'm sure many of the listeners are already aware with it are already um, aware with the event. But um, this one is one of those. And we work really closely uh, to help produce this event with a with a company in Arizona called, called Hot Apple Productions. Honestly, we couldn't do this without them. They help us produce it. And it's not this cut and dry, but basically they handle sort of the balloon side of it all. And we handle all the operations for the event. So it's a great partnership. Um, really does take all of us to make this happen. But I think what's really cool is it's been obviously going on for so long in our community, but our goal in our, in Hot Apple's goal is to continue to elevate this event, right? So no yes, you're, no pun intended. <laughs> Good play. Um, so you're not just going to go see the balloons, which is obviously why you're there, but, um, we're adding and adding and adding. And we have some really cool things coming up this summer that I can't quite announce yet. I really want to, but, um, some of the things I can talk about. In conjunction with the event, obviously we have, um, we have music every, in the night sessions and, and I'm, one of the things I can't tell you yet is one of the, uh, one of the performers is going to be phenomenal. Cool. This year we're adding a family zone, which is going to be also fantastic and a lot of different things for kids to do with inside of this whole kind of area. Think like rodeo 101, maybe some goat roping and all mm-hmm. sorts of cool things. Right on. Um, so we're going to be adding that. We have a 5K that will be coming back. Last year was our inaugural year. Um, but honestly, so there's three morning sessions and, and then there's, uh, two night sessions, but it, and, and honestly, the sessions are different. So if you're, if you're used to going in the morning, I encourage you to go check out a night session with the balloon glow. Yep, balloon um, glows, yep. And if you're typically go to the night session, go go to the morning session. I mean, it is just phenomenal. Go, go to all the sessions, but more and more to come over the next months. But I'm just tipping the iceberg with some of the cool things. Absolutely. Wet their appetite for it. Check them out at ColoradoSpringSports.org to make sure you stay tuned for who that special guest is going to be here. So part of part of keeping all this wired for the sports corp, I mean, you depend on other assets throughout the community to really facilitate what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, not only with the events that that we've listed here that you endorse specifically, but also uh, the sports that you're courting from around the country. Absolutely. The, the events. Yeah. And so I know you and uh, Doug Price are up to something uh, in terms of trying to put together a list. Yeah. So one of the things, and, and I go back to this, I think I've said it in every segment, but all boats rise in high tide. And again, this community, what's so fantastic is the collaboration and the partnerships. So we work very closely with just about everyone in town, but we have a great relationship with Visit COS. And one thing that we've been missing is we as a city don't really have a good place to go that has um, the database for all the venues and facilities that we have in town. And so this is becoming more increasingly important as, um, you know, as we have the city for champions projects now with Widener field and, mm-hmm. um, Ed Robeson arena, uh, the new renovation that's happening at Falcon stadium We're we're on the map. And even just think about, I mean, some of the upgrades that UCCS air force and CC have made over the last 15 years to their facilities. Amazing. We are, we're on the map. People want to be in Colorado Springs, but we have, a hard time if we're trying to bid on a big baseball event really understanding how many baseball fields we have and how many bowling alleys we have and how many golf courses that we have so we're starting with the really big 
um, event spaces. And then we're going to get down to like every high school gym. But basically, we're working together to create a facility database. So we know all of the assets that are here in Colorado Springs. And I know that sounds small, but it's actually quite a big project. But again, that's kind of the sports corp. That's who we are is we want to to serve the community to have that. So anyone can call us and and we can help put them in touch with the right person. Absolutely. So before we go into really talking about that, that big indoor sports complex, which I know we kind of teased on, uh, I think, in the second quarter. um, Tell us a little bit more about how people can get involved. You don't have to be a participant in any one of these sports. But certainly spectatorship, joining it, watching Absolutely. it, you know, yep. paying to get in. Obviously, that helps the economic equation everywhere. You yep. know, we try to get people to shop local, play local, yep. enjoy enjoy, enjoy our lifestyle. Here, sure. There's a lot going on. So the, the next piece is, I mean, do you have volunteer opportunities down there? Yeah, there's yeah. actually so many different ways to get involved. And, and one thing to note when you were just talking about that, going back to Labor Day liftoff, the biggest thing I said that I skipped over, it's free. Um, it is free for (laughs) all of our, for our community. And honestly, that makes it challenging from the operating standpoint to have a free event, but we're extremely passionate about keeping it free. And if you ever hear any rumors out there that it won't be, um, those rumors aren't true. It, it will, it will maintain to be a free event for our community, but there are so many ways to get involved. So uh, many of you out there might be business owners or you're looking to get the word out about your local gym or your dentist's office. Um, we have vendor spaces at just about all of these events. So for Labor Day liftoff, for example, 200,000 people come and if you want to tell the world who you are and what you do, especially kids and families, you can become a vendor at that space, um, which is incredible. Um, and then we consistently need volunteers. Not only do we need volunteers for our own events, but all of our partner events we need mm-hmm. volunteers for. So, for example, the World Jump Rope Championship, we're helping them with with volunteers. So it's also a good way to um get an opportunity to see the event and and work the event, especially if you are interested in event management or interested in, in the event itself or the sport itself. It's a great way to get involved and, and start building your resume. That's perfect. So I want to bring you back later in the summer after you kind of get uh, things, things rolling Absolutely. and remind people of the bottom half of your schedule will probably be through the state games by then. But um, we're sitting here with Megan Leatham, CEO of the Sports Corp. Check them out online, coloradospringssports.org. There's a myriad of ways to get involved. You can volunteer. You can, like she said, get involved. If sports management or event management is your bag and you want to get involved and just be a part of something, this is a great way to jump in. Uh, This is a great way to connect with the community and find other like-minded spirits. So closing argument for the Sports Corp. I mean, you also take donors and corporate sponsors. I mean, you're welcoming those folks to the conversation as well. Absolutely. Um, And honestly, that's how we pay for our staff to help put all these events on. And what's really cool is a lot of these events, we have great sellable things. So um, definitely we're constantly looking for for sponsors, for grants. Um, You know, like I said, we have vendor opportunities at everything. And it's just a great way to um, help promote your own business. Absolutely. Well, Megan, thank you for being here. I I certainly appreciate all that the Sports Corp does. Like you said, it's a small but mighty team. Uh, Any opportunities for employment down there yet or not quite? Well, 
it always changes because I don't know if my staff loves me as much as I love me, but I, I don't say I don't say no to much. So okay. um, when new events or new opportunities arise, I typically say yes. And therefore, uh, capacity does become an issue. So there's nothing open right now. But um, I also said that three months ago when we opened a position. Yeah, there so. you go. Well, closing argument for this indoor sports complex. What's the next steps there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been so much collaboration and communication within the city ab- about it. I think um, everyone knows it's a need. Um, honestly, I, I think we could figure out a way to get it funded, at least the build of it. But I think the next steps are figuring out from there who would own and operate it, right? How would it... You, would you know? Would it be a city thing? Would it be a sports corp thing? Or would it be some sort of outside group actually owning and operating the venue? So there's lots of good discussions about it. I do know a couple groups working on some potential land for it. Um, I've seen some renderings of it, but it needs to happen. I think for our city to continue to elevate. Um, so we'll see. But I think the right people are in the room about it, and it's just kind of. Uh, kind of fine-tuning it all. And this is the indoor sports stuff, the basketball, the volleyball tournaments, yeah, the big stuff. the big stuff. And yeah. even um, even I think there's a need in this community for more ice. I think for anyone, youth hockey here is huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think people, I think, you know, six-year-olds are playing hockey at 10 o'clock at night. So I think this, uh, this sports complex would include a little more ice mm-hmm. as well, maybe for some um, practice times and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Megan Latham, Chief Executive Officer at the Colorado Springs Sports Corp. Check them out, coloradospringsports.org. If you're a business owner, if you're a uh, volunteer, if you're a participant, man, there's a there's just a thousand ways to get involved here and want to create some excitement around these folks. You can also see them in our magazine, North. Uh, they line out all that calendar for you as well as kind of explain who they are and also how you can get involved. So thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. And for those that haven't checked out Dirk's magazine, The North, it is phenomenal. His content is next level. So make sure you tune into that as well. Certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Folks, I'm going to leave you with Nights in White Satin. This is the Moody Blues back in the day. So enjoy. Have a great weekend, everyone. Nights in White Satin Never reaching the end You've been listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.